Yeah? Who is it? I got a delivery here. I didn't order anything. Well, this is Amazon Prime. We got about ten boxes for you right here. I just need you to sign. Um, I don't remember ordering anything. Well, I'm Amazon Prime, and I, I'm Amazon Prime. We got ten boxes here just for you. No, I don't. I don't remember. Well, too late. It's too late. Wow, wow, how good was that, everybody? That was your first look at the new Transformers movie. They're gonna get all those Decepticons with the Amazon Primo. You know, you know, they'll get it. Bezos, invested, dog. Uh, what's up? Hello, how are you? I hope you're doing well. It's been a minute. Um, I haven't done much. That's all right. How good has the weather been? Let's get to the weather, right? That's all we want to know. How's the weather? It's been shitty. But it's also been really nice. There was a tsunami, apparently. I guess, does that include weather? Is that included in the weather? Not really, right? Like, it's just the ocean. But I guess it's part of, like, the weather pattern of a volcano? Dormant? What other words do I know? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been really pretty lately. That's one thing I've noticed. Um, even if the weather's been shit, it's been so nice to walk outside. Like, I don't... If you've ever done shrooms, it's like you, you get to put an on, on, like, a 4K glasses you get 4k glasses on your eyeballs and then when you look outside when you're walking it's amazing like like you ever you ever just like taking a walk because you think that's a good idea and you've never had that before you're never like i'm just gonna take a walk <laughs> i took a walk okay and i was looking at the trees and there was this one branch that kept moving in the wind and a couple birds were jumping and flying off of it and i was like this is fucking incredible. And then I was like, I'm in the middle of the road. I gotta... <laughs> um, yeah. That's that's not recommended. Don't do that. Uh, don't stand in the middle of the road. Unless you're like... a car. Um, okay, so let's get to the news. We got a lot of news. The Eagles have lost. The lame thing is, the even more lame thing than anything is, I wrote this before the Eagles even lost. Like, two games ago. It was 38-20, and I started writing. I'm like, the Eagles lost. They're done. It's over. And then they lost, of course, obviously. And then the next day, two days later, I think, they had another game, and they still lost. So even my fucking script stands. It's almost like I manifested it. Oh, shit. Maybe I should stop doing that. Damn. Maybe I should write Eagle... <gasps> That's a good idea. I'm just going to keep saying the Eagles won as many times as I can, no matter what. And then maybe it'll happen. Manifestation, right? That's a thing. I don't know. But the Cowboys. The Cowboys are always going to beat them. I don't know. That's just upsetting. It was really upsetting. They lost a player every single play. Almost every single play, they had lost another player. There was like another guy. They're like, oh, his ankle hurts. And they're like, what the fuck, Eagles? Okay, I don't even I don't even want to get started. It's just going to just derail this whole thing. Okay, so first off, let's just get the fun part over. There were a few movies I saw that were worth mentioning and stirred up a little bit of... Actually, the latter movie did not stir up any, any sort of commentary in the public because it's so old, but I think it's amazing. But the first one did. It was called Don't Look Up by Adam McKay, who's made some fan favorites like Step Brothers and The Big Short. I'm sure some old fucks love Vice, but... I don't know, who cares? That's the one where like Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter's uncle is looking like Harry Potter's other uncle. 
Sirius and Vernon Dursley. But yeah, it's a it's a pretty good movie. A lot of familiar faces. Timmy was amazing in it. Timmy was hilarious. It was really good. I liked it. Uh, yeah, the premise is attractive because it's like the world is ending because of this asteroid, which is crazy because Jacob just told me uh, that there was an asteroid that's apparent. There are a bunch of asteroids fucking heading towards Earth. L literally, I just saw this article while I just looked it up and they're like, yeah, there's asteroids coming to Earth. No, they, they fucking meant, oh, okay. The worst part is that they use the title of the movie, Don't Look Up, as their headline. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Is it just me, is it just me? I don't know. But anyway, the movie was good, it was funny. A lot of people have been talking about how it brings some sort of controversy around how we respond to you know what? It, it's not even that complicated. All I was reading from the fucking Atlantic about their review is that some guy felt like, <laughs> some guy was like, oh, I'm it made me feel uneasy. Like, what the fuck? Of course, dude, it's a satire. I, uh, people are dumb. It's hilarious. It's funny. You should go watch it. Uh, yeah, don't read any reviews. Don't ever read reviews. If you're a review person, read the review like a week after you see the movie or like see the movie at least twice before you get a review because I feel like so many people today will read a review, go watch the movie and then just parrot the review. And it's like, did you even watch the movie? You dummy. You could just like it. Silly people. Anyway, next is Hollow Man. Uh, you might've heard the book Invisible Man by H.G. Wells and that's what this is based off of. It follows the same theme as the novel and kind of modernizes it and it's very interesting. If you've read the book, how they do this, like the modernization of it all is pretty spectacular, I would say. Um, they did such a good job at capturing, capturing the psychological aspect of being invisible. I know that might sound like pretentious, like, let me just be invisible. But if you really sit and think about how crazy it might be to even be invisible to yourself, you'll find that it's not as much fun as you think. And that's precisely what this movie does. There's a great line that goes, what would you do if you didn't have to look yourself in the mirror after you did it? Kind of gets you thinking, huh? And I know men are automatically going to assume the most fucked up thing. And you know, that's exactly what the motherfucking movie does. Kevin Bacon is just crazy in this thing. It's bizarre, but he does a great job. K-Bake. Uh, it's gross, scary, terrifying, and kind of cool because it was shot in, the 19, in 1999, but their special effects are honestly really incredible and believable. It's an easy to watch movie that ends up being a slasher. That's always fun. Oh, whoops, spoilers. <laughs> oh well, I mean, sue me. What'd you think an invisible person was gonna do? Come on. I'm not gonna be giving like flowers out to people. What the fuck? <laughs> How funny would that be if there's a whole movie about an invisible guy and he just goes around doing like good deeds for people? Oh, but what would you do if you were invisible? I would do like really fun shit. Like I would go and sit on like a the 50 yard line of a Super Bowl. You know, I would just sit like not on the sidelines, like in the middle. I would sit in the middle of the field of the Super Bowl just to watch the Eagles win. Um, that would be amazing. I'd pull down some pants for fun, fuck with a ball here or there. Not a testicle, but like a, a playing ball. <laughs> Is that why LeBron does that chalk thing? He wants to make sure that there are no invisible people around him to fuck him up? <laughs> Imagine James, <laughs> Imagine LeBron James reading The Invisible Man. That's like a GQ photo shoot. <laughs> 
Okay, uh, it's been a while. I'm gonna get to the uh, I'm gonna get to the real fucking news, which actually isn't even news. It's just information that I found very interesting. Uh, so, did you guys know that at one point in history, members of the KKK were elected to the Anaheim City Council? Also, did you know it's probably pronounced Anaheim or Anaheim or some shit? I don't know. It's German. Okay, so I was curious about where this place we call Anaheim came from, and I found out this guy named Juan Pacifico Ontiveros received his share of land from a Mexican-era Rancho Grant. I'm gonna say that again. A Mexican-era Rancho Grant. Okay, so before I get into the thick of this, I wanna give a huge thank you to our sponsor, Judicial Conquest. Without it, we wouldn't have borders or rules. I have quotations for that, and you know, peace and prosperity just for us, though. Uh, so anyway, thanks Judicial Conquest, we really appreciate you. Okay, back to the story. So after the Mexican-American War, which was ended by the Treaty of Guadalupe in 1848, California became an American territory. But the treaty specified that the land grants doled out by the Mexican government that was there before 1848 would be honored. Those would still be honored, so that's a nice thing. But it was within this that the genius of the English language comes out. So they say you can keep your land that was granted to you, but you'll have to provide proof to the courts, to the American courts, within two years. By requiring this stipulation, it buckled a lot of landowners that were none the wiser. They had no clue. They're like, this sounds good. We got the shit. They were forced to pay litigation fees, attorneys, and some just couldn't prove that it was theirs because such a thing was never required beforehand. This was called the California Land Act of 1851. Of the 813, only 604 were able to prove that they owned their land. That's a lot of people that, didn't, that had land, but couldn't prove it, and then lost it. Some of these cases were litigated for nearly 90 years leading into the 1940s, meaning payments for 90 years. A lot of them had to trade their land for fear of going broke. Juan Pacifico Antiveros was one such case. Antiveros was forced to sell nearly 1,200 acres of his land to these fancy rich Germans from Bavaria. Yeah, Bavaria. I didn't know Germans were in Bavaria, but <sighs> it's a new day every day. They, decide, they decided, the Germans, that they'd make grapes because the land was so vast and plentiful, the weather was perfect. Oh shit, I almost forgot. One of the side effects of the treaty was that the missions became secularized. This also meant that Native Americans that lived around there were basically turned into slaves because they had no legal basis anymore. Which is a crazy, like, metaphysical thing. I mean, legality is only real for the administrator. Like, in the jungle, it's not illegal to litter. But if you put a mall there and say, no littering, it is, no littering is illegal now, is it only because you paid for this whole ass mall and now you don't want people making it gross? But like, it's a jungle. I don't know, society and shit. Complicated. That's gotta be our biggest problem as a species. Littering. I mean, I think I think I talked about this in another episode, but you gotta you gotta really just like experience it. Like go buy some cookies, and every individual fucking cookie has a wrapper. What in the fuck? Every single cookie? Bizarre man. Anyway, Germans. So they named their newly purchased land Anaheim with two N's. Oh, I'm sorry, Anaheim, but realized that was dumb, so they changed it to regular Anaheim with one N. So Germans run Anaheim, Mexicans lick their wounds in Tijuana, natives are slaves, and the KKK wins elections. Great time to be in sunny California. 
1924, literally because they're squares, the KKK got elected to the Anaheim City Council on the platform of political reform directly targeting prohibition. They also pushed for what they say is a model orderly community, one in which prohibition against alcohol was strictly enforced. I'm gonna assume it was just a really dry summer or something because they were pretty systematically erased from the city council within a year. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. They won the election and then won another local election and kicked out like three other officials and held a majority. The KKK held a majority. Then they would hold these crazy big rallies and shit because they were happy. I don't know, but soon after, they, their opponents got organized, figured out exactly who was part of the clan in the council, and took back local government by recalling them. They had a newspaper because the clan was so gung-ho, but that was destroyed. And then the minister who led the local, get this, Clavern, <laughs> they called them Claverns, <laughs> fucking lame, moved to Kansas. The, the minister moved to Kansas. He was like, I can't, this is too hot. Like one year, 1924 to 1925. What a wild year that must have been. <laughs> and then Disneyland opened up and a bunch of Asian people moved here and now it's great. <laughs> okay, enough of sad land grabs. I just found out that Anaheim has two sister cities. One is Mito in Japan. Mito is 70 miles north of Tokyo. It's the plum blossom capital and we established this relationship in 1976. <laughs> I don't know exactly what they do, but I guess recently they've been hosting exchange students and stuff. They got a photo slide reel on YouTube from 2015 when like nine kids came from Mito and hung out around around here. It was, it was very sweet. They had angels hats and did peace, peace signs. Very cute. V cute. <laughs> uh, the other one is Victoria Gastez in Spain. This one came about in 1998, and I really love this one because we did it in part of our emerging concern of climate change. In 2012, Vitoria held the title of European Green Capital. Its sustainability and green practices caught the attention of, the, of us Californians, and we've worked alongside them to better implement new technologies and practices that'll help us become a more green place. How nice. Also, it's Spain. I mean, you gotta love Spain. Last bit of information. This one's a. Uh, this one might be interesting to all you people looking for a, like a vocation, or want to like get rid of a year of your life for fun. Uh, Thornton Park in Santa Ana. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that park. I'm not. But Thornton Park in Santa Ana is offering a special job offer. They're trying to have a park supervisor there and they're offering free rent and no utility cost to any individual that wants to live in a two or three bedroom travel trailer at no cost to the park host. The park host is required to live on site year round to provide excellent customer service to visitors and give information on park and shit. Uh, you don't get paid, but you get to live there for free and create your own uniform. Just imagine, where do you live? Oh, the park. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it's like owning a Corvette. You gotta be like, oh, no, I have this, but, like, it's because of, you know, it's it's a good deal. It's a good, it's it's smart. I, you know, it'll be fun. <laughs> it sounds like a, it really sounds like one of those, uh, oh, what does it sound like? Shit, it sounds like a Seth Rogen movie. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds, I don't know, it sounds like Sausage Party or some shit. Or, like, what's the other one he had with, uh, when he was, like, neighbors with somebody that they didn't like? Whatever. It's like that. Feels like this is gonna turn into a movie. Like if you ever wanted to live the movie that you're about to make, here you go. 
Sounds fun. Parks are nice. But who wants to live in a fucking park in a trailer? Like in the park. I remember when I was a kid in third and second grade in the elementary that we hung out in in the playground area there was a house in the middle of the place like just a random house nobody knew what the fuck this house was we always thought it was haunted and one time we were walking around it and we saw this guy like walking inside and we're like what the fuck is happening somebody's in there we never saw anybody in there lights were turning on and we we're like oh my god so we ran we were like ah we were like running around the house pretending that like <laughs> that like the guy was gonna come out and kill us or some shit and it turned out it was just like some land guy like landowner or like a utility guy kind of like this fucking park person <laughs> and he's just like what do you want and we're like oh shit you're like a person like we thought you're a demon <laughs> see that shit could happen that'd be kind of fun damn maybe i'm gonna live in this park <sighs> well there's I wrote this, I don't know what this is. It says, our modern, our modern society is preying on our decisiveness, particularly the bandwidth of patience we have for decisiveness. You want news? Here's a million different things that happened today told a thousand different ways by thousands of different people. You want toothpaste? Here's a million different toothpaste sold by like four different people. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but I think I wrote it when I was very tired. And then I, was, I think I came back from Target and I was like, there's too much everywhere. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes you go into Target thinking like, oh, I'm gonna have a nice time with Target and just like walk around. And then you get caught up in everything and you're like, damn, should I just go to Walmart? It's gonna be cheaper. Yesterday when I was at Target, I was, I personally wanted to take laps around Target. I was like, I'm just stressed. I don't wanna get the fuck. I just wanted to walk somewhere where it's nice, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. And I was doing that and there was a older Indian man <laughs> Like, I think he was a doctor or like a lawyer or something and he was on his phone on the speaker and he was just like answering calls and like making meetings like doing like business shit and he was doing laps too <laughs> we'd meet each other on opposite ends like three times I was like damn dude this is my future am I like freaky Fridaying right now <laughs> uh, weird alright I hope you guys have a good week man have a really nice time tell people that you like, that you're happy with them. <laughs> reach out to your loved ones. I guess that's what I was trying to say. Um, or don't. I mean, sometimes I don't even reach out to my loved ones. Fuck. I'm 26. I got my whole life to reach out. Leave me alone. Um, what else? What else? What else? There's nothing else. Um, if you guys... Nah, I don't That's about it, everybody. I hope you guys have a shitty day. <laughs> no, I don't. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. How am I gonna end this? I feel like it's trailing off, but I gotta finish it. I gotta, I gotta, some final, final finish. <clears throat> do we got a joke? Do we got a joke? Nope, I don't got a joke. I have this one joke. Um, so I don't know if you guys have ever used the app Calm. I love the Calm app. It's very nice. It's a very peaceful app. I like using it to try to fall asleep. Or at least I thought I did. That's the whole fucking spiel. So, download this app Calm, right? 
first first little narration thing is nice. Tells you to sleep, tells you to think calmly, breathe, all these things. It's very nice. And then as I'm sleeping, it like pauses. It just stops. And as I'm about to fall asleep, it just stops. And I'm like, what the fuck? Calm. And I look at it and it's like, you need to pay us like 30 bucks. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm trying to sleep. And you want my money? Ugh. That's why I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> All right, everybody. We did it. We really did it. I'm so proud of us. Why does it sound like fucking clapping cheeks? Bitch, oh, made back truck in the coop. Only time I'm going back and forth is for the juice. They still got me in court, shit crazy. Only time I let a bitch record when I'm rain, I'm famous. But can't shit change me, A million dollar worth of game, these niggas. I sold green, sold white, sold lyrics. Course, I watching the house play the piss. Okay. Boop, boop, boop.